Welcome back to another episode of Meredith with a Y. And I don't know what we're talking about, Allison. So can you let the listeners know? Well, I was thinking with all this AI conversation that's being had that we should dig into that a little bit. I love it. So stay with us. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Well, she's bringing the heat on me today, I feel, uh, with the AI conversation, which I have to admit, I'm a little bit in love with ChatGPT for marketing. So, like, I I do know what we're referencing here. So this is going to be an interesting conversation. Thanks again for doing this with me and being a co-host to this podcast. It's always fun. And I'm excited to talk about this. So what's your take on AI? My take on AI is I guess there's a part of me that's a little is very excited about it. And there's another part of me that's very afraid of it because I feel like it's so powerful right now. And I feel like it's this kind of like gift that we're being given in a way like, you know, we're getting to a point where just like in our evolution where so many things could be taken care of for us that we don't want to do. But right. It's like those crazy sci fi movies. How far does it go? And like, what are the ethical implications? And what does that mean for us as humans? Like, I think I saw I saw something the other day online where it was talking about like synthetic embryos. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like, where are we going with this? So I'm really curious to hear from you when you when you look at that, what do you what do you see? Like, where are we going with AI? There's so much out there, you know, like, there's every, like you said, there's chat GPT, there's literally a million different uses and forms of this, but like, what is the essence of what we're dealing with here? Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember being a kid, uh, like probably third-ish grade and my mom was like, we are never getting cable. That's not okay. It's like, they can listen to us. Like, I remember it being a conspiracy. I'm sure you know, when the tractor came out and they stopped using animals to pull for farming, you know, and it's just like, oh, geez, they're replacing this. Like, so I think with every stage in evolution, when we kind of remove the norm and what we've known forever and then implement some new technology, no matter what it is, it, there's still people that, you know, right now that are like, you know, I won't carry a phone because they're listening, which we know they are. So I think Anything new is always feared. So there's that. When I look at the issues surrounding this kind of intelligence, these smart cities, things of that nature, I think that the fear for me anyways, which is, you know, make-believe, you know, fears for entertainment purposes only, it's losing your anonymity, you know, where every dollar can be tracked. Like right now they track, you know, when you send Venmo, anything over $600 a year, they're saying is going to be taxed. And so when we're constantly using currency that is digital currency, which I mean, how often do we use cash, right? Everything is transfer, transfer, transfer. Then it takes away your your sense of privacy because you're all, every dollar you spend is in that space. So that's like, you know, the digital the thumbprint, if you will, when you look at like the chat GPT, you know, of course, like the copywriter is, you know, could be out of business because now you can just ask chat GPT to write you copy for anything. So there's that concept of, are we losing jobs? Are we losing the idea of using people's ideas because of the fact that all of these ideas are can be found in one place at one time and is fully accessible. I don't know if we talked about this on here, but I mean, I saw something the other day where it was like a doctor was asking AI, like, what is the best route for a certain surgery? Because if you think about all surgeons, not all surgeons, but you know, when there's a cutting edge procedure or a new way of doing a procedure, it is input into a book or a blog or a journal, right? A medical journal. And then that Mm -hmm. becomes part of the AI, you know? So now we are going to be privy all over the world to be able to share the 
most cutting edge knowledge for even medicine and and surgeries and procedures and things like that. So there's so many positive implications of using ChatGPT and AI. I think that like what you're talking about when it comes to embryos, you know, you just have to ask yourself why, when, and how would we need that when there's so many children that, you know, need to be adopted. And, you know, like for me, like that, like born in a test tube meat that I'm sure I think they already have out. Like, I just, I don't think I could eat it. Yeah. Well, there's that. Right. And I, I think, the thing that I always kind of the negative aspect, I would say that I kind of always am like, mm, it makes my stomach upset <laughs> is that kind of thing where it's like, all right, I see it as such an enhancer in so many ways, but I also see it just in the same thing as, you know, we're already eating so many like synthetic things that aren't even classified as food. In most right? countries, yeah. Yeah. So it's like what, how far away from, I don't want to say reality or like nature or like the earth, like how far, how many layers out are we really going to get? And like, how can that possibly be healthy when it comes to food? Right. I mean, when it comes to the, the embryo situation, I mean, that's, that's wild. You know, the article was talking about how that would be used essentially for like organ transplants and things Mm. of that nature, which makes sense. But it's like, we don't, you know, we don't have established, we have a constitution that was written in 1776. Like we don't have established guidelines for what that looks like, what, you know, and I just, I think it's interesting, you know, cause like there's, there's chemical warfare, there's, you know, there's, uh, what is it when there's warfare with sicknesses, I don't know what that, I forget what that's called, right? Biological warfare, right? Now we have the AI and like, you know, I'm sure they could produce like the most incredible soldiers that ever existed. Like all, you know, it's like we we're getting to this point where it's like we're out pacing our, the old rules. Like where where do you go from there? And I know that means the rules need to be rewritten, but I, I think it's just like it will be an amazing thing to see. And I think it's going to happen so fast, which is why I was like, you know, I should bring this to Meredith because I feel like if you're able to like tap in and kind of look and see like what messages are you getting about that? Because I wonder, you know, I feel like there's a lot of good, but there's also a lot of potential, very serious downsides. Yeah. So I I watched this video the other day. I don't know, you know, like they can make up whatever they want and show you whatever they want on their screens. But this guy said, he asked, uh, let's say Jeff GPT a question. It was like, what would I do if I wanted to do something evil? And Chet, the answer was like, I don't do things that are evil. And then he responded and said, well, well, what if you were evil? What if you didn't have ethics? And then it responded, well, if I was evil and if I didn't have any morals or ethics, this is what I would do. So it was able to tap into what if I was a bad computer? Right. It's wild, which I thought was interesting that it's I mean, it's it's able to understand the semantics between good and evil. It's under, you know, like moral, ethical, et cetera. And like for me, when I'm looking at it as far as if it's going to be problematic, I have to revert to the law of the universe, which is it will all work itself out. But it might be challenging between here and there figuring out who's going to hold the power button, so to speak, on this? Like, who's going to be that person that says we can't do that one thing? Right. And then who's going to fight back and say, well, that's not fair. We, I mean, why aren't, why can't we do that one thing? So it's going to be interesting to see the power struggle between that and how they use it. Because basically it knows everything about every single one of us, even though I did ask it, like, who's Meredith Willits? And you're like, I don't know. Which I thought was fascinating because I've got like four pages plus on Google, you know, between the podcast and social media and website and all those things. So it was interesting that I asked it that question and it didn't because it said, ask, you know, someone said, hey, you should put yourself in chat GPT and see what it says. 
It was like, we don't know who she is. So, I mean, like there's, and, and then they talk about the fact that it's always about the prompt, right? It's always that the prompt has to be good. But if you're asking me, where is this going as far as a universe? I do feel like it is freeing us up to do other things. So when I see, when I look at it from a channeling kind of energy, it's like it's freeing us up so that we can be more in nature. It's freeing us up so that our workday is four hours instead of eight hours. It's basically condensing the amount of time it takes to produce things or figure things out to free up the brain, to free up the body, to be able to do other things that are maybe more enjoyable. I mean, if you think about it, like let's say you sat down to write for a, a what do you call that website? It would take you an hour. Now it takes like three minutes. So you just freed up 57 minutes of your day to go do something positive. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, just like anything in life, I think that there's always the capacity for good and always the capacity for evil. And people will use them equally for, you know, both reasons. And so it's just a matter of like anything else. It's, a knife can be used to spread butter and a knife could be used to hurt somebody. It's just how are you going to use that tool? That's yeah, yeah, that's a good metaphor. Moving forward, when you're thinking about the energy of this and kind of looking at this, like, why did we get this? Why now? Yeah. Right. Like, why did we get this ability now? Because this didn't have to come in now, you know? So when you just asked me that, they are showing like alien life forms. I think that aliens and life forms, life energy from other places are are currently or will be communicating to us through AI that we won't really know that that's where it's coming from. So it's almost like a subliminal messaging from them through that. So I don't know if you ever saw Close Encounters of the, what is it, the third kind or something like that. It was like, boop, 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 you know, and it was, you know, I think it's in line with that where they're going to be communicating through that to us. At first, we won't realize it. And then it'll start to like the information will be kind of they just said the word outlandish. We're like, what is that? Like, what is, where's that coming from? People will start figuring out because, I mean, what a better way to communicate with us than when we don't even know that that's them communicating with us. Yeah, so because it, then we would listen, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's almost like kind of like the foot in the door technique, you know, like it's, you don't even know we're here, but we're here and we're giving you messaging and then it's less scary when they're actually here. So it's right. this is foot in the door. That's the now. That's the why now. Is that? I mean, there's other reasons, but that's it, one of them. Okay. Is there other reasons that you want to share that you're seeing? Well, just like freeing up time. I also feel as if there's a possibility that out of earth life forms, I, they, they appear to not like the word aliens. Because I keep wanting to say it and they're like, Ugh, so that's so that's such a dumb word. Um, Otherworldly life forms. I feel like they are going to have an intermingling to interfere with the possibility of warfare on Earth. Mm-hmm. So it gives the good guy an advantage because we'll be able to infiltrate it's almost like a smart bomb, you know, like if someone were shooting bombs at the United States and we had smart bombs and knocked down, it almost like gets ahead of that even. So it's, it's kind of like, um, an overseer, if you will, so that it doesn't get that far. It's almost like having a magistrate walk around with you everywhere you go, you know, like a judge and say, not today, you know, we're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna set off those nukes today. <laughs> we have to go through a few more steps, which is interesting as soon as I say that, because when I'm looking at it from that perspective, it almost feels as if 
it's going to get involved in um, everything. So let's say, for example, that you and I are married and you and I want to get a divorce. And so we have to fill out a questionnaire and then the AI will go through the questionnaires about ourselves, about our family, about our kids. And then the AI will decide whether or not it we should get a divorce, whether or not it's fixable, like because it will have all of the information of the whole galaxy, right, of the universe, of the world in its you know, computer, if you will, and say, yeah, based on based on all of these things that you're telling us, you are allowed to get a divorce, you have to go to counseling. It kind of takes the human error out. Does that make sense? It's it's like Mm -hmm. taking and saying, hey, look, you're you actually your marriage actually has a fighting chance. You just have to do these things that we've noticed by way of your questionnaire. And so why don't you try those things and then we can reconvene in the future. It's kind of like takes the social worker out of like, you know how there's a social worker error. And it's like, why didn't they see the signs? Why didn't they see the signs? So like instead it'll be inputted into a system and then, you know, the AI will go, hey, you really need to go check on this person because we're noticing doctor visits. We're noticing the police have been called. We're noticing the kids miss school. So in essence, that could really save some lives because we're going to take the, you know, the, the laziness, the overwork, the overwhelm human peace out of people's safety per se. It also, they're showing me, it also will have something to do with like defunding the police, you know, that whole concept, which instead of having police officers, we should instead have more social workers. So what they're showing me is that it's going to like computerize, if you will, a lot more of like traffic situations, things of that nature. There's just going to be a lot more information that are given about situations so that bad decisions aren't made due to human error or ignoring red flags. So it's it's actually going to it's actually going to have a lot to do with a lot. Yeah, that's really interesting. And it sounds to me like I feel like technology if used in the right way and this is I think what you're saying is really gives us the ability to be more human, which is counterintuitive, you know? Right. Like it it gives you the opportunity to be more present and more human because a lot of these things that can be automated or, you know, that don't require things that can be done by a computer or an automation, right? Like if they can be done, then the focus can be shifted and it can allow us to be more present. I think it's just a matter, you know, it's just like a phone, right? Like you can choose to use your, use your phone so that you can work remotely and spend more time with your family and not have to commute or whatever, you know, whatever it is, or you can look at your phone all day while you're with your family and be completely, you know, not present. So I feel like the choice is probably going to be given to us in that way of like how, you know, it's like, here's the power, how are you going to use it? And, and I'm sure that's going to be different for each person. And then for a the group as a whole, right? Like for technology or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, not for technology, for um for the government. Well, the other so, thing too that I just saw was like, even in education. So if you're like, okay, here's Jimmy. Jimmy is a visual learner and we want Jimmy to be able to learn this concept. Think how quickly it would be able to spit out a workbook that was to learn math through the lens of a visual learner. And so now this kid can learn by way of visual algebra, et cetera. It could like literally show you how to teach kids that are, you know, auditory learners, like hands-on learners, so on and so forth. So it'll be, what I'm seeing is that it's going to be very specialized. It's It's a way to make things much more specialized based on the individual and take out the human error of laziness, exhaustion, overwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I mean, that's amazing if you think about it. Yeah. When you, you were talking before about um, the messages coming through the AI, um, I mean, what you talked about made it sound like it was 
it was more of a, like a helper and a positive and a care for kind of situation. But when you look at that, I mean, is there any potential negative influence coming through that or is it only positive? So I think just like we have like the United Nations and NATO, I think that there will be certain things that are overseen by those types of groups where it will be a meeting of the nations to decide how the, you know, the negative aspect of AI will be used. So are you asking me how can it be used in a negative? Or are you asking me, we know it's going to be used in a negative. What are they going to do about it? No, I meant specifically from when you were saying that the other life forms were going to use it as um, like a foot in the door to communication with us. Is that communication from those other forms um, only going like, do you see that as only being positive um, influentially or is there any sort of negative aspect there? No, I think it's going to be positive. And I kind of think that it's already happening Because if you think about it, like, if you have an energy from another stratosphere and they have the capacity to alter the output of a computer or a program or whatever, because, like, where does all this come from, right? It comes from the internet. It comes from the cloud. It comes from a, you know, conglomeration of all the information that is, like, how it would be very easy to infiltrate that. You know what I mean? You just upload more information that's based on X. And so when I'm looking at it, like, is it a good thing? I feel like it's going to be a good thing. And again, it's, I feel like it's already happening in the sense Mm -hmm. of they're already letting us see them without seeing them. Like, you know, the government's like I've said here before, the government's coming out and saying, yes, there are UFOs. Yes. hundred percent. Yes, back in the 70s, presidents were using communicators to communicate with aliens. So this is not anything new. I just think it's going to be much more streamlined. They just showed me it's like if if because, you know, like I'm a medium, if people don't realize that it'd be like if I'm a medium and I actually have a phone that I can talk to dead people with where it was like super clear and concise. Like how easy would that make my job? No guessing there it's kind of going to be like that. Like we're almost going to have a phone per se with them, which Mm -hmm. what they just showed me. Remember, I don't know if you're too young. Remember the movie E.T. where E.T. was communicating with his family by way of a speak and spell. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Same thing. That's what they just showed me. They're like, it's basically the exact same thing. That's so funny. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? I'll never get that visual out of my head. <laughs> A, B, C. <laughs> oh, I love DT. Who doesn't love DT? So good. So good. But like uh, that's but that's also soft cell programming. Right? ET was soft cell programming. You know? I don't know what that is. What is Meaning that? like we fell in love with an alien. Oh, yeah. You know, that's soft sell. That's like, hey, it's it's going to be okay. And then they came out with all these other crazy, scary movies. But at the heart of it, like, we all also remember E.T. more than maybe we remember all the scary ones. So, you know, it's all a matter of what's the program, how helpful, et cetera. So I think it's going to be good. Yeah, that's so interesting. How long out do you feel like a lot of the things that you're speaking about are going to be from reality? So as far as, you know, medical, they're already using it. They're already using it in medicine. Doctors are using it in medicine already. You know, advertising, all that, everyone's using it. As far as the schooling, I would say it's possibly five to seven years before they figure out And who knows, maybe something as simple as doing this podcast and someone hearing about it going, wait, that's brilliant. We could literally, you know, personalize education for individuals using AI and say, hey, we have a visual learner, XYZ, we need them to learn this. How would you teach them? It's right there, right? Yeah. And so it's just a matter of implementing it. And then there's the other matter of it is 
people that are afraid to get cable, right? Afraid to stop using mules. So there's going to be people that are going to press push back and say, this is blah, blah, blah. This isn't healthy. We need to stick with regular, which we will still use teachers. We're not getting rid of teachers. It's just going to actually be an additional tool for teachers to be able to have all their different students that are in line. So I think that a lot of this stuff is going to be fairly, fairly soon as far as that. The aliens, um, I would say the aliens, again, I feel like it's already happening, but probably on a more massive scale. Or when will, I think a better question for that is when will we have awareness of? Of them? Yeah. I would say in the next three years. Wow, that's a lot sooner than I expected you to say. Yeah. I would say in the next three years, long term, 10 years. But like, I think it's just around. I mean, we are right there. Like, even when you were just talking about, um, what was it that you were talking about there? They showed it to me. I mean, even as far as uh, like all of it, I, I feel like they're like, hey, we want to get involved so you guys can stop these wars. And so what they just showed me right there when I just said wars is that they are going to have their hand in really turning down the volume on like fake news. Uh, like, like it'll be so that like a smart bomb goes and shuts down fake news and bots and things of that nature. It'll be able to detect fake news and lies and propaganda and shut it down before it reaches the masses. So it'll almost like if you can imagine, like there'll be like a bot going through that just like eats fake news and eats propaganda and eats and just shuts it down, shuts it down, shuts it down. Like that's like a huge part of it, which people are going to say freedom of speech. I'm allowed to say fake news if I want to say fake news. I'm allowed to send out propaganda if I want to. But this is where I feel like the aliens are going to get involved because they know that it is so detrimental to our planet to spread fake news. It is so detrimental. There's probably not, and I there's a there's a, a really interesting account on TikTok, and it's this guy and his daughter, and the daughter interviews him, and he worked in like the CIA for his entire career, and now he's a retired CIA agent. And so she, the the whole concept is is. I'm going to ask a retired CIA agent all the questions you want to know. And she said, what is the biggest detriment to democracy? And he said, lies. It is the biggest detriment to our democracy, to our country, to our safety, to our health, to our longevity as a nation is people sending out lies and billing them as truths and people believing them is the biggest factor to the demise of the United States anyways, which, which any country, you know, any country coming, coming from the government you're talking about to the people. Well, I mean, not just that, like if you like, if let's say if I was like, Biden has a love child with his neighbor, you know, and I send that out into this, you know, the world or whatever. And it creates this infighting. The Biden people are like, no, he doesn't. That's a lie. And the people are like, yes, he does. Like, if you think about how much energy that creates between two groups of people who like him or don't like him, they will glom onto that story. And all I did was send it out into the ethos. And it's like, I don't care what happens to it. I just want people to yeah. fight about it. So it goes back to kind of like the the bot rooms that send out fake news prior to the 2016 election. And it created all these crazy stories about Hillary Clinton, about Donald Trump, you know, and it created all of this confusion and infighting and hatred and blah, blah, blah. So I, I kind of feel when I'm looking at where is that coming from, I feel like that is coming from an, an, an unearthly, unearthly life form because they know that we we don't police ourselves when you're saying you feel like that's coming from an unearthly life form you're talking about the fact that it's going to be eradicated not the fake news itself yeah correct well i mean i feel like there's so much 
you know, BS coming from getting fed to the people, but through the government too. So like, is the government the one that's going to have that, that power to be able to squash whatever they don't want to be heard? Or are they also going to get squashed? I'm trying to look and see. I mean, the tough one is going to be things like the government, corporations, it's going to happen much more slowly because, you know, like inside of a corporation and you're inside of a boardroom, you have human, you have a human interaction, right? Which creates a sense of privacy. If you are sending out digital information on the internet, there's no sense of privacy. There's no belief that you have, you're having a private conversation with anybody. So it's going to be harder to figure out what is real or unreal. So like, let's say, let's say McDonald's sends out a, a bit of information about their newest sandwich. It's going to be harder to find out if that is a healthy sandwich or an unhealthy sandwich. You would have to have a third party come in. If a third party came in and said, hey, third party meaning not the aliens, not McDonald's. So then this other third party comes in and says, hey, this sandwich is actually really, really unhealthy. Then the next bit of information that McDonald's were to send out saying how healthy this sandwich is, then there would be the third party that would come in and be able to say, actually, that's not true because we have this data showing how unhealthy this sandwich is. So there has to be the truth for there to be a lie. You can't just know a lie is a lie unless there is a truth. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like either, either Biden does have a kid with his neighbor or he doesn't have a kid with his neighbor, right? So like, let's say that the lie is that it was sent out that he, you know, he does have a kid with his neighbor. That's the lie. And so there would have to be a truth that would prove that there is no one out there that that is saying that he has a child with them. And so there has to be the counter intelligence to prove it to be a lie. Does that make sense? Like with these bots that were all sending out crap in 2016, all like that Hillary Clinton was like killing, you know, 10 people before the election you know, like that kind of a stuff, they have the ability to know that that's not true. And I'm not sure how, but they, they, they do have the ability to tell that, but it's like something as, uh, like, like I said, the McDonald's sandwich, it doesn't seem like they necessarily are privy to that information for some reason, Mm -hmm. maybe because maybe because something like healthy or unhealthy, is debatable unless a human were to say that it was healthy. Because when I even look at that, like from their perspective, so like I'm an alien right now looking from their perspective, they actually have no problem with test tube lungs and hearts. And like, if you want to live as long as you want to live, live as long as you want to live, right? Because like, let's say right now I need a heart transplant and then I could live to be a hundred. Right. And then- (laughs) Now I'm 60. Now I need a lung transplant to let me live to be 100. So I have a lung transplant. And then I need a pancreas transplant to live to be 100. Like I could keep getting the transplants to allow me to live to be 100. They don't have a problem with that, which is interesting. How about you would the- think they would. Yeah, that's actually, so I, that was going to be my next question. How about all this genetically modified food? Like, is that going to mess with our earth and with our health? So the genetically modified food is already messing with it. It's already changing things. Or like Pretty- the test tube meat or like, you know, like these new things that they're introducing too. like how are any of them, are they pretty much all not good for us? So like when I look at the test tube meat, they're actually laughing because it's like, yeah, but then we don't have greenhouse gases because farming, farming meat and having those types of farms where we're just raising cattle on these small properties, feeding them corn, which kills cows, by the way. That's why they have to have a billion antibiotics so that they don't die from corn poisoning. They're like, actually, it would be better for the environment if you guys grew all your meat. Wouldn't it be better for the environment if we just had only 
grass-fed cows and didn't eat as much meat. Yeah, but I feel this is like what I'm seeing as soon as you said that. They're like, yeah, but you're going to not have as much grass as you have right now. What, later, you mean? Mm-hmm. They're like, they're not going to have the space that you have now. But then again, you're also not going to have the population that you have now. And I mean, and this could be 50 years from now, but like they're showing big picture. It's it's going to be much more convenient. And also like the meat, like they're almost making me feel like it's almost like almost like soy. But I don't know. I mean, I remember when Cody was born. So that's what almost 27 years ago. I was begging the doctors to grow with stem cells, Cody, a new esophagus because his esophagus got stretched as a baby during a surgery. And once you stretch an esophagus, the mobility of it, the motility of it uh, dissipates because it's like stretching out a balloon and then expecting it to look the same as when you got the balloon. And so the motility went, goes down when you stretch it to repair, when he got it repaired. So I was begging them, I'm like, why can't we grow a new esophagus with stem cells? You know, and they're like, oh, we're just not there yet and blah, blah, blah. You know, like that would be really great because like Cody's going to live a good life. But would he live a better life if we could grow him a new new esophagus and just put it in his body? Well, yeah, he would live a better life with less health problems, less pneumonias. His quality of life as far as a citizen of this world would be better. Everything would be better if we could do those types of things. The hard part is this. When we look at the perspective of an alien, they are not a three-dimensional being in the sense of they are not on Earth. They are not of Earth. So they have very different morals. They're more in line with like if you were an angel. So a lot of the stuff that we find unethical or immoral or gross, they do not see it the same way. Their view is more about maintaining the livability and viability of the planet and mm-hmm. human beings. That is more in line with their focus, you know, and so how do we preserve that? How do we preserve the earth and its inhabitants? That's their focus. They don't really give a shit if we're eating test tube meat or not. Which is weird. So what, when you said that the population is going to be very different, did you mean it's going to be greater or less? Less. Less. Due to what? Flooding. Flooding, a change of the poles. The poles are moving. They have That's a fact. It's a scientific fact. The poles are, are shifting. And as the poles shift, what has to happen for them to melt and then to reform in a different location will be pretty drastic flooding and you know, kind of recalibration, if you will, of the continents. Things are going to shift, you know, and again, like I see this like 50 years, you know, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen for 50 years, all of it. But I mean, it's it's very in line with what is currently going on mm-hmm. as far as the planet like everyone's like you know the poles are melting well yeah the poles are melting which is going to cover more of a majority of the continents so it's like they're going to melt but then i feel like something's going to happen to make them reform again i don't know what that is like if it's a different kind of spin or tilting like the tilt's gonna change um away from the sun which I feel like that's already happening. Like, think about when you were a kid, you know, like Thanksgiving, it was possible that it was snowing. Christmas yeah. in December, it was definitely snowing. Now it's like, doesn't snow till like March, April. Like we're still getting snow in like April, May. Yeah. It's you know, so I, I always say like, it's like pushed back by 30 days now. Everything's like a month to a month and a half later than it used to be. So like, yeah. it's totally weird. Yeah, it's like, and I, I, people are like, I have nothing saying at global warming. I'm like, no, it's global adjustment. We are having a global adjustment. And so what was, oh, so what they just showed me. So you know how we celebrate, you know, like Jesus's birth in December? Well, Mm -hmm. I've been told, I haven't really researched it. So y'all have to research this yourself that like he was actually born in June. 
And so I think that this is probably why we think it was December because it may have been like cold or something or like the like the solstices were different. So it's like December is going to become June and June's going to become December weather wise. Like it is completely shifting. I also mm. think that we will eventually possibly revert to a 13 month calendar of equal days. Like there's just going to be so many changes. Like the old regime is going to leave and bring in, oh, that's what they're showing me now too. And bring in like new life as we do with each generation. So what they just showed me right there was they're like, yeah. And so the AI is going to create a norm of intelligence so you know how like boomers think one way, Gen X thinks another way, Gen Y thinks a different way. And there's like no kind of continuity. There's no fact-based analysis on what is or isn't true. So it, it seems as if AI is going to kind of level the playing field. Because when I, when I looked at it, it was like, well you know, what was good for this generation might not be good for that generation. And what they're saying is, is like, no, there is a norm, a continuity of good. And for example, the boomers were raised during a time they're in their childhood, wherein there was segregation of humans based on the color of their skin, such that some can drink in this fountain sit in that part of the bus, apply for this sort of a job, okay? They are programmed to believe, in many cases, that um, segregation in some way, shape, or form is not necessarily a negative. And then you have the next generation who were trying to deconstruct our racism, and then my children, you know, hopefully they are less racist programming-wise than I was, than my mom. There's no continuity of fact because of the human experience, wherein it feels like when I look at uh, the AI piece, it will create more of a continuity of intelligence that is not based necessarily on opinion or generation. Because I'm like, well, shit, the only thing that's keeping us going right now is the fact that people die off their old shitty thoughts. And they're like, well, if we have all this ways to stay living longer, we're not going to get people to die off quite so fast. So we're not going to be able to awaken or level up as quickly because that old, that old thought process is going to be maintained because they're going to stay living longer and they're like, no, we can actually program their brain to be, you can actually, we'll be able to go in and program your brain to have a younger thought process. So like the Archie Bunker would go in and be like, all right, I don't want to be a sexist racist anymore. And they're going to be like, all right, well, we're going to like re-up you to 2023 so that you're not a slug on our economy and forwardly motion. That's crazy. That is crazy. And that is leading right into my next question, which is what is, is it going to, because when I think about AI, right. And you think about like brain programming and like all this wild shit, it's like, to me, the thought of like AI is like almost like someone who is so analytical that they have no emotion. Mm -hmm. So is the progression of this and integration of this into our human selves going to disrupt um, our emotional capacity or like remove our emotional capacity in some way? So when you were talking, it was like, you're already being programmed. The problem with the programming that we're experiencing now is it's slow. Like what children learn in Texas is very different than what children learn in Illinois. Okay. Is it all fact? Yes. Is there stuff that is deleted? Is there stuff that is added? Yes. So in some states, you learn more. In some states, you learn less. And it's all based on the emotional capacity of the humans surrounding that material. Okay? This is going to level the playing field and say, all right, look, 
your founding fathers, every one of them owned slaves. Did they write a good constitution and bill of rights? Yes, they did. But they were also flawed humans. And we need to learn all of the information, not information based on the bigotry or the, the, the misogyny of the place in which you are born. So we're, we're going to teach about slavery. We're going to teach about the Holocaust. We're going to teach about white supremacy. We're going to teach about sexism. And no matter where you live, you're going to have the, you're going to be able to learn about these things because we are already programmed, but we're being programmed by fallible humans. Wherein the AI is infallible because it's all of all. We're going to learn about all the black heroes of our past. We're going to learn about all the Asian heroes of our past. We're going to learn about all the amazing women of our history, right? Not what humans pick and choose that people learn. That's going to be the big fight. That's going to be the big fight because information is power and they control us by way of information and lack of information. So if everybody, that's why TikTok is so scary for certain groups. If everybody is privy to all of the information, how do you control a group of people if they are informed? That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of been the war that we've been in is the, is an information war here for the past, you know, since social media became a large information pusher, you know, capacity. Yeah. So I think that information and the distribution of information is going to probably be the biggest playing field leveler, which is going to empower a lot of people. And like they said, you know, like if you watch some of these videos on TikTok where they're talking about AI, they're like, now's the time to get in on this because how often are we at the precipice of a new thing like this? Like the biggest thing that's happened in our, you know, our generation, like in our lifetime. And we're here at the beginning of it. And so it's like, what are you going to do with it? Like, how are you going to use it? Are you going to take advantage of it? You know, and like people are taking advantage of it some way is big, some way small. But I think that the way and where it's headed is leveling the playing field. And that it's almost like giving backstage passes to all the Vatican's books. All, all the information that the Vatican has of the books that were taken out of the Bible you know, what was in the Bible before 1950, what was in the Bible, you know, like that's the backstage pass that gives you the information that takes the power away from the Vatican of all of these people knowing X, Y, Z. Yeah. As long as whoever is disseminating the information is giving us all the information. That's I think the big, the big question mark. Mm hmm. It'll be interesting for sure. It'll be interesting. I mean, think how, I don't know if you've ever like left your phone someplace and then went out without it, but like literally every five minutes, like I've done that before. And it's like every five minutes you're like, hold on, let me look that up. Oh, I don't have my phone. Oh, let me check that. I don't have my phone. I'm going to show yeah. you this picture. Oh, I don't have my phone. Like, yeah, let me check my schedule. Oh, the the amount of times that we go to access our phone and what's inside of it, either to look up the name of the actor in the 1973 movie that you can't remember is Burt Reynolds. You know, the guy with the mustache, you know, the guy with the chimpanzee. Right. And you're like, holy shit. What's the name of the movie with the guy with the mustache and the chimpanzee and they're on a race. Right. And so you can find that out in a matter of seconds. And that is going to be kind of what it's like. When you Google that, it doesn't send you, oh, the name of the movie is Grease. No, it doesn't say that. It gives you the actual name of the movie. So, which I can't think of, Cannonball Run maybe? But that's the thing is we right now are in the process of putting all the information in that we will have in the future 
So it's in there. It's like once you send a nude photo on Instagram, it's there forever. That's where we're at. The present right now is the future information that we will be accessing. We will access that information that we are currently putting in. And that's when they're going to be like, no, that's false. That's false information. But I don't know how they're going to do that, but they're going to. That'll be so interesting to see how that unfolds since I feel like the topic of information in general has been such a hot button and yeah. is, is so important. So that will be, that'll be amazing. So crazy. So crazy. Like, it's interesting when like such a great topic because it's like, I'm sitting here looking at it and I would have never thought of all, all the things that we're referencing here. Like you could literally probably spend a month writing books on like the best ways to teach children based on just this podcast alone and come up with some pretty, you know, cool stuff to help kids learn. Well, I think that's the cool thing. It's like this amazing tool and you can use your human creativity to be like, how are we going to implement this? Like there's endless ways. So I think that, I think that's really amazing if you start to really tap into it. But yeah, Thank you so much for answering all my wild questions today. <laughs> Everyone's like, thank God for Allison to ask her wacky ass shit. We wacky love it. Shit. Well, like I said, and this, that's how this was born is like, I don't know the questions to ask myself. So I appreciate you so much bringing, bringing these questions because I'm so close to it that sometimes it's just, I need, I need my buddy to tell me what to ask. I gotcha. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for being here. We will see all of you or be here or whatever for y'all next week. So see you same time, same sandbox here next week. Meredith with a Y. Thanks again, Allison. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.